0: Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Threshold of Hell. We're 1-6, going nowhere. We have no idea where our franchise is right now. And we just came off another embarrassing loss in primetime football, which is what we always do. It seems like we never won a primetime game in I don't know how long. Uh, this, the, the, the hopes and aspirations that this team had are, are gone. Um, I, look, I, I can go into, we're going to go into why they lost and what were the, the, the key reasons as to why they embarrassed themselves yet again. And I can rant and, rant and rant and rant and rave. And there were some changes made today, I think, for the better. But uh, I'm going to give my uh, my partner, Chris Bizignano, the beat writer for the Giant Insider, a chance at, at ranting a bit. So, Chris, buddy, uh, take it away. <laughs> it's all you.
1: <laughs> Where do I start? I guess uh, we'll start with execution in the red zone. Once again, it wasn't there. Questionable game management by Coach Shermer um, before the first half. A little hurry-up offense. In the red zone with timeouts, allowing uh, leaving time on the clock for Atlanta. I have no idea why they're in a hurry up there. Um, Odell running the wrong route, back in the end zone. Eli missing him because because of Odell's lack of execution. Odell, not, uh, excuse me, Eli not seeing Odell on the other side of the field, yeah. uh, missing him there throwing it to honor the Scott Simonson. Two guys hanging on his shoulder pads. There was no shot of completing that. Barkley no room to run. Um as usual, the the rush blocking by the offensive line was horrible. Offensive line was horrible in the first half against yep. a team that came in with 10 sacks. Yep. Giants got some pressure in the first half. Second half there's nowhere to be found. Ryan completed, I think, the last 18 passes.
0: <laughs> I saw that. 18 straight. You gotta be kidding me.
1: Uh big penalty by Apple, a one drive, right? The hold.
0: Not, not, um, our, not our problem anymore, Eli Apple.
1: Yeah, not a problem now. Um, uh, the same old story, right? A lack, yeah. uh, but just a lack of execution all around. Um, the defense once again can't get a stop at the end of a game when they need it.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the same old story. Uh, kicker from the other team. They just signed off. I think they, they got him from Applebee's before the game. Brought him on the field. Kicks a fifty-seven yarder. Yeah, uh, which is nothing new to us.
0: Oh, the um, Giant and fans. also Shermer's decision to to go for two. Uh,
1: Shermer going for two. Yeah. Uh, explaining that it's analytics and math and all that.
0: Yeah, Chris, I, I want st- to start oh. with that one. That, oh, was, I no one, that was one. I, look, I, admittedly, you're a much bigger baseball fan than I am. Uh, we joke that you're Red Sox, I'm Yankees. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time with baseball because I'm not big into the analytics. I'm <laughs> at the point where, like, are, are we just going to plug in computers on the sidelines and, and let them <laughs> make the calls? Because going for two there, I don't care about the math behind it. When you look at the giant offense— and understand what it takes for them in one play to get two yards at the goal line when it's probably less than 50%. What the hell was the thinking there are, and and I could even see Chris, if the giants were ahead or behind rather 40 to 31, where they can't stop the Falcons at all. Like the, the saints game from two or three years ago, whenever it was where mm -hmm. I would have gone for two in that game, because we're not stopping drew Brees in a dome. This wasn't the case. We were we were doing pretty well against Matt Ryan for the most part in this game. I refuse to put yeah. that at the defense, and to go for two there and then say it's the math. I, we, what do you think we're all stupid? Yes,
1: yeah, that's, that's not the math chart. The two point conversion. And now you got people. You know, you got a few people on Twitter. Well, Doug Peterson did it. He says it's analytics. Right. Uh, I mean, are you kidding me right now? You show me analytics. You know, uh, in the third quarter, you know, 12 and you go for two. Uh, twenty to twelve, you go for two. I never heard of that before. I've been watching football since the mid seventies. Never even heard of that because Doug Peterson tried it once a couple of weeks ago. Now all of a sudden, is everybody? This is an analytical sport. Are you kidding me
0: right now? And, and 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 the Giants were a team that earlier in the game got down to the twenty and couldn't get in, and they ran yeah. that BS Barkley in motion. Everyone knew he was getting it. They can't. It's not like we have a design play from the one let alone the two, and I know that sounds crazy, but this team can't pound it in, in the end zone with this offensive joke of an offensive line in front of them. Are you, you got, I couldn't believe they called the play, and everyone says, well, Odell should have caught it. All right, yeah, he, he should have caught it, but when you look at what's wrong with this offense, it's everything. It's drop passes. It's Eli mm-hmm. not finding guys. It's piss-poor blocking. So when you add it all together, I wasn't surprised that Odell dropped it. I... I I just I goals all the time. I couldn't believe that they went for that. And and we can discuss it till we're blue in the face. There's going to be people mm-hmm. that tweet at us and say you guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know what guys, fine. We we failed to convert. Um, if if Schirmer went for one there and actually kicked the field goal when he was down earlier, he left 4 points on the board. We lost by 3. So, do the math. Do the do, yeah, perform those the perform those analytics and let me know what you come up with. Yeah, and he's got to kick the field goal
1: early in the game, too. Sure. When it was 10-3. You you know, we're not in a position to be leaving points on a board. No way. I'm sorry. Listen, Jerry, there's a difference between, you know, having faith in your players and being stupid. Right. Okay? And I understand, you know, the confidence booster. and I have faith in you guys. But I'm sorry. When you have an offense that hasn't done nothing all year, you take the points there. Yeah. All right? You just don't leave points on the board. We're not – the L.A. Rams. We are right. not Patrick Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. where, okay, you know what? We don't. We'll leave it down. We'll leave points on the board because we're going to get two in the next drive. You know, yep. we're not like that. Yep. Yeah, you know, and a, and a two point attempt is ridiculous. Okay, I'm sorry. And trust me, I was saying this before yeah. Odell dropped it in the end zone. Yeah. That what are we doing? It wasn't like you know, I, you know, Jerry. Me and you were pretty fair minded with this as far as we're not the type of guys. They say, "Hey, what are you doing?" And then they convert it and go, "Oh, that's a great, great, great call, Coach. Right, right, great call. Right. That's what you should have done there." No yep. way. Right. Okay. A lot. Of, listen, Coach Shermer has has done a lot of mind scratching moves as far as game management. <laughs> mind.
0: That's what He per, was yes, mind scratching is right. Like you reach because I say that you literally <laughs> scratch your mind and you right. Head. I mean,
1: I say that because my index finger is scratching my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Ten thirty at night. Yeah. You know, saying to myself, w- "What are you doing, coach?" Yeah. You know, uh, and, and you know, and you see all these prominent guys who have covered the Giants for years, or covered football for years. I mean, Ian O'Connor, who's been around since I was, a, seems like I was a kid. You know, writing books about Belichick and all that, and he's coming out saying, "I have never seen that in 50 years watching football, 40 years watching football."
0: Right. And what are you going to do? You're going to tell Ian O'Connor uh, you don't know analytics? Okay. Uh, right.
1: You know. You know. I mean, I, I never heard of it, but. That's what Coach decided to do, and he's catching the heat for it, and he's going to stick by it, and good for him. You know, I, I just don't agree with it.
0: So the other two plays you brought up, the two Odell plays at the goal line, the mm-hmm. one clearly Manning's fault. And this is the problem I have with Eli, and I think this is the problem a lot of people have with Eli. When the protection's there on the rare occasion it is, he makes still makes horrible decisions. I mean, to not throw that ball to Beckham and to try and mm-hmm. throw it to the pride of Red Bank, New Jersey, Scott Simonson or Simonson, however you say his name, the third-string right. tight end who had two – actually, I thought it was three guys draped on him across his body. Mm-hmm. When you have mm-hmm. the premier receiving weapon in the league right in front of you, you could have underhanded it. Just shows you the the poor decision-making that has just enveloped Manning over the last mm-hmm. uh, you know, year and a half, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. can't keep making excuses for the guy. I mean, yes, he had 399 yards. A lot of it was in the fourth quarter because he took chances down the field and they were behind. Mm And did he make good throws in the game? Sure. But those are the ones he leaves out there that kill me. And those are the ones that giant fans got to stop making excuses for because it was there for him. It was so easy.
1: Yeah, listen, it's a four option play, Jerry, where the first read is Odell doing that little out. Okay. Right. And if that's not there, then you have to look at Engelman in the the corner and then Simonson. And then you run if it's not there. But the first read was there. It was right there. And, and, And that's why the whole nation read, Coach Shermer's lips when he says throw the ball yeah. to Odell because Odell was open. Wide open. And, and you know, Eli for some reason didn't read it correctly or didn't want to pull the trigger or whatever it was and decided to go to option number two. Actually I, 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 Simons was actually option number three yeah. across his body to try to force it into coverage and we know how that worked out. What
0: did you think of so, what did you think of Shermer's response at the presser today when he said, Oh, you guys are into lip reading now? Listen,
1: Listen, Jer- Jerry, Coach Sherman is not going to throw anybody under the bus. No, it's not going to happen, Jerry. So the media, which we are part of, the fans, better get used to this as long as you know, the tenure that Pat Shermer has here is that he's not going to come out and say, yeah, Eli blew it, yeah. or this guy blew a block, yep. or this and that. This is the way he is, and this is the way he's going to be. Yeah, I, I
0: just felt like, I just felt like there's, there's a fine line between that and insulting our intelligence. And as, a, um, and as a fan, as a fan, when I hear something like that, I just, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you so do I. come on, man.
1: Listen, Jerry, so do I. Yeah. So do I. You just asked me about what, you know, I can't believe you said that. And I'm just telling you why he said yeah, it now. Sure. Yep. Do I agree with that, Jerry? No, I don't agree with that because this is New York. <laughs> People here are different than people in Minnesota, or Iowa. I've been saying this for weeks. Yep. That when you get asked a question like that, people will—I will, hate to use respect. I'm not going to say respect, but people will like. What's the word I'm looking for? You have to be more real in this town.
0: Yeah.
1: If if like like if you ask that sherm about Eli playing there with Odell, you're better off honestly saying, "Yeah, I think Eli might have missed that one." Yeah. People will like that more than saying. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, what do we, mind readers now? What do we, right. readers now? Right. This and that. Because, Coach, we saw it right. on TV. The whole nation saw it, that you said throw the ball, Odell. Yep. And there's nothing wrong. You're not throwing under the bus by saying, yeah, we kind of missed that one. He kind of missed the first read. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah.
1: And you, this this is the media capital of the world. It's just not going to fly. And Coach Shermer I really like the guy, Jerry. I really like the guy. He's a good man. I've been saying this forever. But there's also a fine line of how you have to talk to the media in this town and he's just digging himself more and more of a hole with some of his answers.
0: The other play you brought up was everyone on TV watching the game thought it was Manning that missed him. But Mm -hmm. from the sounds of it, and and especially today reading up on the game and all Mm -hmm. the comments on Twitter was Odell ran a slightly the wrong route that Manning was throwing to a spot and Odell didn't Mm -hmm. get there. But right away everyone threw Manning under the bus for that, but this is you know Odell had a had a great game. No, there's no doubt he had a ridiculous game. He showed you how yes. talented he can be. Yeah, he's the best. Yep. Even though he left the sidelines to to tinkle, which I thought was a little strange. But anyway, whatever, that aside, um he you know, dropped the two-point conversion and then he ran didn't run that route I guess accurately enough or with enough precision. And it was a blown opportunity is another blown opportunity. And, and mm-hmm. this is what you get. Like we talk about how a great Odell is, but there's some attention to detail sometimes that he falls short sometimes. And I know that everyone's going to kill us on Twitter for that because Odell kind of can do no wrong with a lot of people, but mm-hmm. that was on him. That wasn't on Manning.
1: No, that's like the case of, you know, Jerry, when you see interceptions by quarterbacks right away, everybody blames the quarterback and every interception where about 80% of them are not the quarterback's fourth. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of it. Most of it is a receiver running the wrong route. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Listen, Odell, he had to plant with his left foot and break towards the right pylon in the back of the end zone there. Uh, and he didn't. He didn't take it sharp enough. And Eli threw it to a spot where he was supposed to be. And he was like two seconds late getting to it. Yeah. You can always tell with Eli. Um, when somebody runs the wrong route, yeah. he never he never shows anybody up. Eli, but once in a while, he will look at the receiver and wave his hand. Yeah, he did it with Odell. Like, he did it with Ingram. He did it with Ingram. He too. Yeah, he did it with Ingram. Ran the wrong route, and yep. Eli is getting a little frustrated himself, rightfully so. He kind of waved at him, like, "What route are you running?" You know, right. and that's what he did with. Because when I first saw the play too, I said, "Oh God, Eli, you missed a wide open Odell." And then you saw Eli's reaction, and then you saw Odell looking over at him, like. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I did. I messed up. Yeah. And it wasn't Eli's fault, you know. So, execution, my friend. Execution in the red zone. Uh, the Giants have been lacking it since day one.
0: I thought if there was one play that I saw that that summed up the entire season, aside from the ridiculous call on the goal line to run Barkley in motion and give it to him. Every other team in the league, by the way, would fake that and then throw it to. That's when you throw it to Scott <laughs> Simmonson when everyone thinks Barkley's getting it, and then you throw it to the third string tight end. But the one play that summed up I thought this whole, this whole disgrace of a season offensively was dropping back, throwing the ball to Barkley, 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I think it was third and two at the time. Mm. And mm. Chad Wheeler fell down. It looked like somebody shot him. It looked like somebody snipered him. He was just mm. laying on the ground. And yeah. there were three Falcons around Barkley. I think he lost seven on the play or eight. And yeah. I just – there's just – this offensive line – is an absolute disgrace. And as much as we like Will Hernandez and think he's going to be good, overall, the line is so bad. Nate Solder has underperformed. We kept giving him a chance. Kept saying, you know what? Give Nate Solder some time. But he was terrible. Hernandez wasn't good. Uh, I thought Spencer, Pulley, Greco for a while, we're going to be okay. It's just, there's no, there's not talent on this line right now. And Hernandez is talented, but it's going to take some time with him, maybe another year or so. But I, they're not even they're not competitive and they're not giving this offense a chance at all
1: um no nah, most of the time they aren't you know uh, i thought they passed protect a little better in the second half but yeah. listen the first half they scored six points um you know they just didn't pass protect well forget about run blocking i've totally given up on that
0: yeah i know um, so have
1: i um you know uh, last night I like Will Anandas a lot. He's been a good draft pick. I think he's going to be a solid player for us for a long time, but he got schooled by Grady Jarrett last night. You know, Grady Jarrett dominated him, um, which happens. Listen, it does happen. He's just a kid. I'm not really too worried about Anandas, but obviously, you know, the center, right guard, and right tackle are going to have to be replaced. Well, I shouldn't say that. Hal will be back. We'll see what he, what it looks like next year. But um, Solder. You know, so many times in New England, you know, he came on it in the middle of the season on. I understand that. You know, he's not playing well right now at all. You're 100% correct.
0: Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.
1: But you see it so many times where he kind of gets beat off the edge where Brady kind of saves him. Saved him over the years where he steps up because Brady's so shifty in the pocket with his feet, something that Eli is not, you know. And Brady saved so a lot of sacks over the years by just doing that little shift move in the pocket to to escape the outside edge rusher, right? where where now Eli gets hit, you know. And so, Eli um,
0: Eli used to be good at that, but I don't think he has any faith in the guys up front holding him. So when he steps up, he's stepping into a sack.
1: Um yeah, and, and like like I've been talking about, you know, Eli just his pocket awareness, his pocket clock has just been shot, probably since the like you said, the Baker hit or back from going back to twenty thirteen, you know, because he's been getting a pounding for all these years, you know. So yeah. um uh, listen, it's frustrating. I don't know. It's so, so frustrating to see it. And, so, uh, to cool.
0: see, see it all. Yeah. So some of the, some of the positives, I guess, if you can come away with any, the wide mm-hmm. receiver play specifically Odell and, and Sterling Shepard, I thought had a great game mm-hmm. and, uh, he looked very good. And, and, and on de- on the defensive side, there's going to be a, and we can get into it as well. There's going to be a purge. Um, cause that's where oddly enough, some of the, the, the guys who can yield draft picks in return are on the defensive side of the ball. And, but one of the guys I think has a future is Lorenzo Carter, and he had a sack last night, and he played a lot more. I, I came away from that game thinking, all right, you know what? We, we have an outside linebacker that we can go forward with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree hundred percent. You know, uh, I know it's Conner Ballman' snaps were cut dramatically last night. Uh, you know, especially with OV back, yeah. uh, Ballman has been a big, big disappointment. You know, um, he hasn't done anything. Uh, but Carter played a lot more last night. I thought he played pretty decent. Like you said, he had the sack. I think he's going to be a solid guy on the outside for us for years, you know? And so that's one bright spot, I guess. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of people that won't be back on his roster
0: next year. Yeah. On the defensive so, side of so, one so, is gone already. Yeah, I was going to say, so while we're on that subject, yeah. I mean, trading Eli Apple for a four and a seven, people were mad and, I think it's funny because every Giant fan, I tweeted this, every Giant fan says, these guys suck, get rid of them. Then you get rid of someone and, oh, no, don't get rid of that guy. No, wait, wait a minute, guys. It doesn't work that way. This whole team outside of Saquon Barkley and is tradable. Every single player, probably Saquon and Odell are the two guys that won't get traded. Everybody else is tradable on this team right now. And to get a four and a seven for a guy who, uh, you know like you said, Look good in training camp, started off the season okay, and it's fallen off lately. I mean, I thought Gettleman got a lot for a player who's marginal at best right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I, You know what? He was a,
1: a number one pick, and he got a four and a seven form. You can disagree with uh, it. I'm, I, I'm, I guess. No, no. I, I, it's a tough one because, you know, we spent the, the, Reese spent the number one on him, you know, used the number one on him. And we only get back a four and a seven, which goes to show you, you know, about Jerry Reese and his number one picks the last few years. Yeah, we, right? spent, we, we
0: spent a one on flowers and got nothing.
1: Right. And that's why this organization is where it is. Yeah. Um, Gettleman and Shermer obviously did not think much of Apple that they, you know, got that in return. A seventh round pick is that getting nothing. I mean, you're not, you know, very rarely you're going to see a player be an impactful player you know there's very few Jesse Armsteads around you know eight round picks, you know that, that that play really well so
0: yeah the only other one I could think of is Ahmad Bradshaw who really contributed yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um
1: so very rarely do you know, they actually impact the team so it shows you what the organization thought of Eli Apple
0: um now that they you know, now, since saw. they since they traded Apple mm-hmm. if you could if you had a crystal ball who else do you see Possibly getting traded, and, and give me possibly. And then, who do you definitely think will get traded if you could, if you had to guess? Traded
1: or yeah, traded before before, the, before, before the, this deadline. Yeah, oh, before, oh, before the oh,
0: deadline.
1: I, I, listen, I put it out on Twitter before. I believe that Gettleman might be working the phones for Janoris Jenkins. Now it's just a matter of his contract. You know, uh, there's not, not many teams have cap <laughs> cap space at this point of the year to take on a contract like that. Um, Trade wise, it's just it's tough because guys like Snacks, obviously OV, no way, all trees. No. Guys like that, you know, just cap wise, it's just not going to happen. Now, yeah. if you want to get into who I believe will be released yeah. before next June, that's a whole other subject. Uh, <laughs> that that I could give you probably three or four names right there. But as far as trading deadline, because Apple had worked because of his contract, right? He's on a rookie contract. still. all the guys are not on rookie contracts. So I don't I don't see anything happening yet,
0: so, as far as that goes. So another uh, storyline that's come up lately, and it's going to continue to come up and probably a lot more, is Kyle Aletta, And I, I think this is setting up. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong so much this year. But it looks like it could be setting up to where they play the Redskins, then there's a bye, then they come back at mm-hmm. the 49ers. Could this mm-hmm. be Eli Manning's if if the Giants lose and they go 1 in 7. I think they'll mm-hmm. be 1 in 7. Yeah. Could this be Manning's last week starting this year or do you think Laletta's too far down the depth chart to move up in 2 weeks?
1: I, I think Eli will start after the bye week, but I think you will see Laletta active. Yeah. I think he will be backing up Eli and I think depending how that 49er game is going you will and, and games after that, yeah, I think you will start seeing Liletta get into games. Okay. As far as actually starting, I, I don't I, I don't think that's gonna happen out of the bye week. I think if they lose to the Redskins and they come back against the 49ers, you know, and they're playing like garbage in the first half or they lose that, then you might see Liletta down the line. But I don't think it's gonna happen right after the bye week. Okay. No, I don't but I do believe after the bye week you will see Laletta as the backup quarterback.
0: Yeah, because one of the one of those names that yeah you know, going to be gone next year is obviously Eli Manning, and the Giants mm-hmm. have to see what they have with LaLeta. And I look I, right right now, I, it, it, chances that LaLeta is the guy that they move forward with. Seven percent, maybe. I mean, I don't (laughs) see the Giants not taking. And I don't want to hear about Justin Herbert staying in school because his brother's going there. Everybody's saying that about Sam Darnold. If he has a chance to be the number one overall pick next year, I think Justin Mm. Herbert's coming out. That's just my prediction. (laughs) It's a lot of money. Yeah. Or, or you know, there's other guys that are going to move up. The the kid from Missouri, the 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 kid from Duke. There's a lot of there's a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be rocketing up the charts by next year. Oh, no question. Listen, the kid from Ohio State's real good too, bud. Yeah. Yeah, and and I just think, you know, you want to, you still want to see LaLeta. I mean, the best problem the Giants could have is if LaLeta, if LaLeta plays. Oh, did you get a text message? If if, if LaLeta, that. that's all right. sorry about that. If LaLeta, you know, plays well over the next, but whatever games, if he plays six games and he looks really good, then the Giants have a nice problem on their hands. But I still think they're going to go quarterback next year. But. That is what it is, man. We're, we're one in six. It's a debacle. The vitriol and venom on Twitter is real. And they, it, it, you know, yeah, they're, people they're, are disgusted. People giants, are fed up. Giants deserve it. And, and uh, yeah, one of the, one of the things I saw from last night and man, the NFL is getting harder and harder to, to watch on TV from a, an announcing standpoint, Jason Witten, another cowboy in my life. I thought he was absolutely terrible. There were plays they were designing, and, and I'm not going to spend much time on this because they're not worth it, but they were showing plays afterwards where he says, oh, the right tackle does this, and then the right tackle did nothing like that. I mean, he's just a bad announcer for as good of a tight end he was where he gave us fits. He was a terrible announcer. That Booger McFarlane thing where he's in that Dr. Evil type of chair roaming up and yeah. down the sidelines. Yeah, guy, you know, license plate guy, uh, Joe Rubeck. He yeah. tweeted today a picture of it or a, a video what a joke! Yeah. I mean, you're in the front row. How the hell does the NFL and ESPN allow this and say oh, it's a good idea? We're going to put a big screen in front of you. You can watch that the whole game. I,
1: I didn't realize how big that was until Joe to Joe put that on Twitter. Yeah, what a joke! Uh, I, could, I couldn't believe how big that screen is and that stupid, you know, that stupid moving chair, whatever, whatever the heck he's got going on there. I don't know. I, you know. Jerry, you're talking to the wrong guy, to be honest with you. I have to be honest with you, my friend. I am so focused during a Giant game about what they are doing on the field, what each guy is doing that. <laughs> Jason Wooden could be saying that the Red Sox suck every five seconds. I wouldn't even listen. I, I wouldn't even hear it. You, so you're talking to the wrong guy. I know. Whitten, I, I don't even know half the stuff he was even saying. You were bringing to my attention on Twitter last night. I didn't realize what he was, some of the things he was saying. And then Booger McFarlane, I know he was trying to make – I don't know what he was trying to say about Odell and Brady that that Brady could get away with it with his antics on the sideline and Odell can't. I noticed. I don't know where he was going with that. I have a feeling I do know where he was going with that, but it was totally unnecessary. What Booger McFarlane was saying. Um, I mean, Chris,
0: I, I so, watch, you got to understand. I watch these games like an eighty-five year old man would, where I'm looking for things to hate the second it starts. I. I uh, yeah, you're different to me.
1: You're different to me from that. Uh, and and that. I,
0: I, all I want to hear mm-hmm. is Bob Pop and Carl Banks. And I get these guys mm-hmm. every week. I had an idea. I think the NFL should should have several mm-hmm. different announcers. And I'm not talking about. I think they should sell announcing with the Sunday ticket, so you can sell Bob Pop and Carl Banks, or you can sell two guys in Brooklyn announcing. I, I, I'm dead serious about this. I am right. so sick of the announcers that we get week in and week out. I'd rather listen to like my uncle and and my brother in law announce a giant game because I think it would be more entertaining and more mm-hmm. fun to listen to but anyway little rant um I'm just I'm sick of everything this year I, I can't believe this team is 1 in 6 and uh you know it is what it is and and the good thing is rebuild we we time uh, you know uh, the one thing that you brought up earlier is we're getting more Twitter followers as the giants stink and I don't know if it's uh. because of the tweets we <laughs> sent out but thank you we're now over 15,000 and and uh you know we asked for twitter questions again tonight it, it seemed to go well last time we're going to do them again right now but um chris we have a, a pseudo sponsor and these twitter questions are brought to you by forever collectibles and the good job that anthony Davino does with his nfl player association bobbleheads so snacks harrison has one out there um all the proceeds for that or, or a portion of the proceeds that goes for the the um the hurricane that hit louisiana so yeah. forever collectibles they have great bobbleheads and. Uh, there's the one of Odell and uh, and Manning doing the uh, Time of Your Life dance and Barkley. And anyway, just wanted to give them a plug. But, uh, dude, we had so many funny questions from Twitter. The, the first one of the the responses, I, I have to read it uh, from GoGiants247365 at MikeyT64. I said, you know, and I start off with, look, that's the season, folks. Send your Twitter questions now. And Mikey decided that. to send a rhinoceros taking a dump. Basically, that was his description of, of, of where the season's going. And look, it's not a question, but it's creative, and I I just thought it would uh, I thought it was worth uh, mentioning it huh? worth mentioning. So, um, the, the, some of the questions we kind of covered already is, is Jenkins going to be uh, traded? When will Aletta play? Here's a good question from Moose seventy four at Marcus three two five five. If Herbert decides to go back, who would be our what would we do with a top three pick next year? Would it be a quarterback or best player available? What do you think, bud?
1: I think it's going to be a quarterback, no question. No matter what? I, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. The Giants that you have quarterback. Oh, 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 how could you not? Oh, no, no, no. It's not coming back with Eli. Listen, I love Eli. I love everything he's done for this organization, but there's no way number 10 is going to be in a Giant uniform next year. just no way. Yeah. You know, There's just no way that's happening, okay? So the Giants or... The only way they do not draft a quarterback is if somebody like Devin Carr winds up in in their lap, If they you know if they go out and get a guy like that,
0: yeah. or they go out and they decide to get a Nick Foles. Could they get a Could they get a, a, a Bosa with their first pick, and then a quarterback in round two, like a, maybe uh, a a, uh, a Lock or a From.
1: I, I, I got to be honest with you, my friend. I'm not educated enough right now to look at all these guys. I don't know exactly what they're all doing. I couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, no, I just could I not tell
1: you right now because I, you
0: know? I thought it was a good question. Because if Herbert stays, he, again, Dave Severson of our lads thinks he's the the clear cut number one. Is mm-hmm. are you forcing a quarterback with a top three pick if he's not the guy? But definitely a like good the question. Pen? My my yeah. guess, my guess is they wouldn't. I my guess is they would go best player available, and then. And then who you come back as a quarterback next year? Well, they figure that out with, like you said, maybe they make a move for Derek Carr or have a one-year stopgap till uh, the, well, the the kid from Bama's ready. One-year stopgap, but who will No, I don't know. I'm. I, I oh, know. oh, I, yeah, I don't really I, like idea. a veteran. You mean is something like like a bridge guy? Yeah.
1: Oh, I, you, I don't know. I, I can't see the fan base. I
0: can't. I don't know. I can't see that. I, I just, I look. just think we're a couple years away from doing anything, and. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. And again, yeah. I'm I'm not advocating it, but if if their guy's not there, Gettleman is the Ernie Acorsi best player available from that mold. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, we'll uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a good one from hashtag Thank You Eli at OSJ2USA. Curtis Riley can't play safety. Where are the other surprise free safety cuts up to now? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if they're on a roster. Are they is Andrew Adams or Darian Thompson playing? And and better question, and I think this is kind of where he was going with it is Curtis Riley better than those guys? Um,
1: he has proven not to be.
0: No, oh,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I thought I, I lost no, you there, pal. No. Uh, yeah, I, he's proven, I'm just sitting he's here proven... staring like
0: you're right, he stinks, he, and uh... he's
1: proven, uh, why are he. The biggest issue I've seen with Curtis, don't call me Eric Riley, is (laughs) the angles he takes. Yeah, they're terrible. He take like even last night on Coleman's touchdown run, Riley took the wrong angle, and that's been a continuous issue with Riley all season. He does not take the proper angles, and you cannot play free safety in this league if your angles are not sharp. Yeah. I, I I I I can't say I know a lot of people are down in Riley, this and that. And I am not gonna go out and say he's the worst safety I've seen. He he totally stinks, but obviously they need an upgrade in that position. Yeah. Um and he's not he you know, in all fairness to Riley, Jerry, he's not a safety. Don't forget, he wasn't even penciled in to be free safety. Yeah. In camp. He was supposed to be a corner. He played corner in Tennessee. And then the Giants made you know he looked good in the OTAs and this and that. And next thing you know, he you know he's the starting free safety for uh, for the team. You know, so you know it's a tough one, Riley. The, the kid's never played there. You know now he's there he is from day one. And, you know I you know you didn't expect much from him. We haven't gotten much from him except for a few big hits. But so um, obviously that's going to be an upgrade next season, huh? Yeah, for 2019
0: uh, here's here's two one's a comment and um I'll yeah. it and it's kind of funny jay young at jay young three eight 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 nine five six four they have nine games left the pimping mm-hmm. giants are going to finish 10 and 6 and win the nfc east the season is far from over all i have to say is jay to jay young is don't smoke crack do not do drugs uh, it'll mm-hmm. kill you please stop the yeah. other one another uh, a, a, a an actual good question uh, we are psu at rich Homie thon these names are awesome. How can you not make adjustments to cover the play-action pass or drag route? And you're you're a kind of a defensive specialist, Chris. you take that one?
1: How do you, I'm sorry. Give me that question again.
0: Yeah, uh, Jerry. How can you not make adjustments to cover the play-action pass or drag route?
1: They didn't make adjustments to cover the play-action pass or the
0: drag route. I guess there were a lot of <laughs> there were a lot of crossing routes. Well, you that know that's the Falcons'
1: on. game. They love that with Sanu and you know, um. I, <laughs> It's not a matter of adjustments; it's a matter of covering your man. Yeah, you I
0: know? think it's a matter. I think it's a matter of talent. That's it's a matter is. of
1: listen. It's a matter of the defensive I end mean, at the time. Um, Matt and Ryan figured out what the Giants were doing in the second half last night. He he totally cut them off in the second half. Um, they got Ogletree a few times, isolated. On, I think it was Sunil one time where he had underneath coverage, you know, and he he had the shallow route guy in. And Ryan read the defense. Um, you know, a lot a lot of times it's a matter of the quarterback figuring out what defense they're in, you know, and executing a play. Um, so <laughs> listen, it's that it's a game of adjustments where the next series betcher comes back, does something else, and then they do something else. So as far as adjusting to the play action, you know, I don't I didn't quite get, I don't know, what that was, you know. You know, if a team's running the ball, guess what? a Play action is going to freeze the linebackers. You're going to slip guys behind behind the linebackers in, in front of the safeties, you know. So,
0: yep. Uh, another question has been a hot topic before the game. I haven't heard too much of it after. Um, Chef Barry at Confit 81. Mm-hmm. Interesting topic to discuss. Pat Peterson, once out of Arizona, could bet you're helping mm-hmm. it happen. Uh, my answer to that is yes, but why would we want him? We're one and six. He's 29. You're going to have to resign him. What are you going to do? You're going to resign him when he's 31. This team's going nowhere. Uh, I, I would mm. if, if the Giants won yesterday and then won again uh, against Washington, would I consider it? Maybe if we could have him for a fourth or fifth rounder. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, and you're not getting no. It for that. I know, but I guess that's what he'd yeah. be worth to me on this team. I, there's no mm-hmm. way he's coming over. No way.
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, by the way, they see the Betcher connection. People are like, oh, maybe Betcher could get him over here. Like Betcher has the pull to get him over here, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, Steve Wilkes came out today and says there was absolutely no way we are trading Patrick Peterson. Now, of course, that, that could always change. But I guess if you throw a one at them, they will. They, obviously they would consider that. But, you know, you're not getting Peterson for a mid-round pick. He's just too good. Yeah he's frustrated over there. He wants out. You know, I wouldn't surprise me to see him come out and say tomorrow, you know what? I was frustrated. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to write this out. You know, so as far as coming to the giants, I don't see that happening. You, you, listen, we're re- we rebuild uh, mode, right? Jerry. So we can't be giving up draft picks for guys. We have to start building this team up.
0: Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll go two more questions and then, uh, we'll, we'll call it a, a night buddy. This is, uh, thank you for the questions guys. Cause this is at least entertaining. This is probably the, the- The best part of discussing the game or or reading these questions. Our buddy, just Joe from North Wildwood slash North Jersey at surfing underscore 392. How would you handle the rest of of the season? A, try to win as many games as possible and save as much face as possible or start playing younger guys and see what we have. For me, that's an easy one, Joe. Uh, I go B, start playing the younger guys and see what we have. Oh, this is your uh, Wildwood buddy, Joe. North, North Wildwood Joe, yes.
1: No, this is your Wildwoods uh, sure buddy, right, Joe? He's a good yes. guy, Joe. He's yes. a funny guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is funny tweets. Um, I guess both play the young guys, and you're always trying to win games. I mean, professional athletes are not going to go out there and just lay down and yeah. know, watch a team run over them in football because uh, that ain't that's not happening. I'll tell you that right now. So I, I I noticed a lot of people saying about you know tank and tank and tank. I don't know what that means. I, I know what it means, but if you think a guy like Snacks Harris is going to go out there and tank or Landon Collins. What does that mean? Does that mean like you just don't when a guy's pulling on you know, to block you, you just step aside and go the other way while a tackle runs down the field? I, I don't get what that means. I know the frustration is oh you have got to lose every game, but that's not what professional athletes do. They're not going to just tank and say okay, let's not block a guy, you know, uh, and let's let's take one and get killed back there. I don't know what that means, Jerry. But I guess what that question is yeah you know you try you try to do both you try to win a game. And you try to see the future, right? You try to see the young kids. And I think that's what Sherman basically said today.
0: Yeah. And the last one is from somebody I know, Christina Foley at Christina Foley 16. She has two that questions. Sounds, that,
1: that name sounds familiar. It sounds
0: very familiar. Two questions. Mm-hmm. I'll read two. She sent four, but I'll read two. Can the Giants forfeit the rest of the season? No, sweetheart. They can't. <laughs> and, and that's a term of endearment because I know, Christina, don't do this. Uh, you know, I know Christina very well. And I also the second question, <laughs> when will Jerry get a Jersey with Mrs. 12th on the back? Yeah, I probably should. You are, at least you don't let me down, sweetheart. Not like the New York football giants do on a seemingly <laughs> weekly basis. What was the other? What, what was it? She had four questions, Christina? She had four, but they're. Filled what, by, was filled Was with, any
1: football related on the field?
0: Uh, like you when, when they, you're going
1: mean, to fire I mean, Shermer or when you're going to cut your things that? I'm not comfortable <laughs> reading.
0: Do you, think oh, anyone, okay, do you think anything okay, from the right. anyone from the Giants, players, coaches, ownership, is at all embarrassed? And the reason she asks these questions is, you know, we, like you, we live kind of in Philly country. We live central Jersey, <laughs> even though yeah. people in North Jersey think West Orange is the cutoff. It's not. Uh, right. the, the, the New Jersey's midway point is actually in New Egypt. There's an actual historical landmark for it. So I'm north of North of, of New Egypt. I'm actually in North Jersey. But where we live, there's a ton of Eagle fans, and they rub it in our faces, so Every time she goes somewhere, um, she runs into a billion mm-hmm. Eagle fans who have comments yeah. to make. So it's sickening. We're losing five of six years. We've haven't beaten the Eagles in forever, and uh, that's uh, that's where we are. So I hate to I hate to correct you there,
1: but six of seven years now.
0: Yeah, that's right? awesome. Thank 2012, you. Twenty twelve. Thank you for that. Twenty twelve on. No, I I, pre- I appreciate the correction. Yes, it's it's actually worse <laughs> than we thought. We're at the oh, thre- yeah, it's worse than we thought. We're at the yeah. threshold of hell. But uh, anyway, everybody. I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. Um, and, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention, be sure to order a co- order a, to order your copy of the Giants Insider newspaper. Go to www.giantinsider.com or visit magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R.com. The fact that we can still write about this team and make it somewhat entertaining is pretty impressive. You guys should actually uh, subscribe to this newspaper. Yearly subscriptions are $39.95 for paper copies, and the digital version is only $17 for a yearly subscription. Fourteen issues as we're biweekly during the season, and month in the off season. Our next podcast will be eight PM Friday night, October the twenty sixth. And I guess we'll discuss the upcoming game in Washington mm. and then we'll do all of our predictions, which really, um, that's probably the most important part at this point. We'll do the predictions for the week. And I think last week I, I you know, I got a lot right and I, I think I beat you. I, I didn't I didn't tally up. Yeah, I'll, I'll I think tally you. I think pre- you kicked my butt last week. Yeah, I mean yeah. I had the I had the Eagles right, which I said they'd lose, and I had the Giants right, which I said they'd lose. Um, but anyway, everybody, thanks for listening yeah. to the Giant Insider Podcast. I'm Jerry Foley. He's Chris Bizingmano. And remember, guys, Sundays are still giant days, and they always <laughs> will be. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye, everybody.